We're back. Hello, Mrs. F1. Hello, Mr. F1. How are you? I'm good. Happy New Year. Merry past belated Christmas. Yep. Um, guys, we're back. Hi. Hello. Hello. And if you guys are watching us on YouTube, which you should be, and if you're not, we're in our cool new space. That's right. Recording right now, which is very exciting. Yeah. Um, the reason we took a little break, obviously the holidays, everyone was very busy, but we moved officially to Boston. We did. That's where we are right now in this very room. So if you want to see where the heck we're sitting in, it's a pretty cool room, actually. Um, fun fact, if you look straight ahead, we're just looking at the beach. So it's That's pretty right. freaking cool. It sure is. I feel like are always draining, but I feel like the F1 drivers, this is like the time of the year where they're all having the time of their lives. Well, they should. It's, it's a grueling season, so they should be living it up when they're done. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we see Christmas parties. Shaw Leclerc has been skiing his little heart out. <laughs> Lewis is in Antarctica somewhere with apparently Sean White, mm. which is interesting and random um just everyone having a good time and i've been soaking up all of their instagram stories <laughs> anyways i feel like there's been there's also been quite a bit of news going around we had the whatever whatever you want to call it team principal gate of 2022 mm. like the carousel yeah yeah i think that's the most we've seen that number of team principals move around in in one season at yeah. the end of one season we've got yost yo yeah Yost left. Yost, Yost mm -hmm. left Williams. We've got Fred Visser going to Ferrari. Mm -hmm. We saw um, McLaren lose their team principal as yep. well. Andrea moved yeah. to Alfa Romeo. Yeah, which is now going to be Audi uh, come mm -hmm. 2026, mm -hmm. I think. So there's just a lot going on even before the holidays started. But we're just going to kind of pick up, oh. you guys, with this week's additional news, which... First of all, this is out of Formula One realm, but still within the motorsports world. The death of Ken Block. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. That that really was rough. Yeah. Yeah, I grew up watching his YouTube videos. Love the, the stuff that he put out. Yeah. I mean, if you guys don't know, Ken Block, a rally car legend, YouTube legend, just kind of anything extreme sports involving wheels yeah. legend. Uh, he was 55 years old, died on January 2nd due to a snowmobile accident yeah, of all awful. things. Yeah. If you guys have ever watched his YouTube videos, he just done some of the craziest stunts you can think of doing in a car. Never hurt himself like yeah. seriously once. Um, and of course, a freaking snowmobile accident at his home. Snowmobiles are dangerous. But I know. Yeah, it's, you know, he was, he was, as sad as it is to say, he was kind of on borrowed time. Like you said, he, he did dangerous stuff for a living. You know, yeah. it's, that's bound to catch up to you. Um, unfortunately, it did catch up to him. And, and, you know, I think a lot of people who kind of grew up in the early days of YouTube saw some of the awesome videos that he used to produce. Um, he was kind of like Red Bull's dream. Like he yeah. just did extreme stuff and filmed it and looked awesome. And like, I feel like Red Bull kind of took a page from his book and just to do extreme stuff as, as much as they could. And, you know, it's sad that we're going to, we're not going to be able to see any of his content anymore. I know he really truly kind of birthed this genre on YouTube of just extreme motorsports videos in a cin cinematography way. Yeah, like yeah, for sure. he really did kind of pioneer that whole thing on YouTube. If you don't, but like, obviously he's a legend in his own outside of that. Mm -hmm. Um, he is the only American to score points in the World Rally Championship. He's a five-time X Game medalist, and he just was an amazing rally driver. Mm -hmm. um, and it truly is a sad loss for the whole motorsports community. If you don't know who Ken Block is, check him out on YouTube for sure. Mm -hmm. um, the videos will just blow your mind. Um, and then the FIA this week announced in honor of Ken Block, um, no one will be able to wear his number, which was 43, mm -hmm. um, for, I believe, just this year. Yeah, I think so. So I thought that was a nice way for the FIA to, like, recognize his, him. Yeah. Yeah. In yeah. any motorsport, by the way. You can't wear 43 right. in any motorsport right. yep. across FIA. So mm -hmm. thought that was amazing and a great way to honor him, but just, like, a sad loss for the motorsport community overall. For sure. Yep. Yeah. Uh, well, on a happier note, let's talk about some news that came out this week that I think kind of shocked everybody. Um Andretti, of course, has been in the news 
related to Formula One um, in the very heavily in the past year or two. It's no secret Andretti wants to join Formula One ASAP. And this weekend, they announced that Andretti Racing is teaming up with Cadillac. Yeah, General Motors, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it's going to be Andretti Cadillac F1, which, yeah. you know, hopefully they'll get a bid in 2026, but they're making it no secret that that they want to be a part of F1. Yeah, so they still have to submit their official expression to enter Formula One, apparently, under the Andretti Cadillac name. Um, and then the process with the FIA and Formula One can kind of get rolling. Um, so this is really exciting. And I think the Cadillac name is really going to help Andretti kind of get that extra um, accreditation, money backing, and like seriousness about entering Formula One. What do you do you think like this will help? kind of get them into the paddock for the foreseeable future. Do you think Andretti could have done it on their own? Well, you know, I mean, I wouldn't have picked Cadillac personally if I were Andretti. But, you know, I mean, I, I, at the end of the day, it just matters who's willing to, to jump in. You know, if it were an American brand, I would want like Corvette or something like, you know, which is GM branded, I believe. Isn't Chevy owned by GM? I mean, I Cadillac know. is but, an American brand. Yeah, I understand that, but but I'm still thinking of I'm thinking of like a racing brand. Mm. I don't I don't think of Cadillac as racing. Um, yeah, more either luxury. Way, it, either way, it's it's you know it, probably just a way to to raise more money to show how serious they are to to the FIA. Um, and at the end of the day, it's just going to be how much Toto and, and the rest of the teams fight adding another team because they don't want to split up you know, prize money, but to, to not add in a legendary name like Andretti is just not a good look for Toto and the rest of F1. Yeah. Like it just shows how greedy they are that, you know, this isn't just some, no offense to Haas, but this isn't a Haas team. Yeah. Right. Like this, you know, kind of haphazard team that doesn't have a ton of money. This is, you know, Andretti coming in with GM. That's a huge brand. Yeah. And Andretti is racing royalty. Yeah, you know? seriously. So, so you know, it, it just won't look good on the on the F one teams when not if but when they complain about adding an eleventh team. Um, but at the end of the day, it's got to be the fans' choice, and I think all the fans want to see an extra two drivers on the grid. So it'll just make the racing better and more interesting. And yeah. obviously, I think taking note as to the giant growing Formula One. Um, audience in the United States, and I think it's a smart move on their end to partner with Andretti to get into Formula One. You know, we've got this huge U.S. base of fans that, you know, needs tapping into by U.S.-based companies, and I think I've seen a lot of people say this this week, is like, that's where Haas missed the mark when it came to being a, you know, United States American-run team. Hopefully, like this extra, a big brand like GM Cadillac coming alongside, mm -hmm. partnering with Andretti to come into Formula One will kind of give them that extra. Okay, we're like we're serious about this yeah. now. Like yeah. we're not we're not just coming in by ourselves. We're coming in with a huge right. player. Like Gene Haas was wealthy, and you know he was able to bring the Haas team in kind of by itself. Yeah. Um, but you know, as we're going to bring <laughs> up next, you know that obviously they can't really do it just by themselves. Yeah. But, um, this is a, this is a, like you said, it's a serious company that is joining with them to make sure that they can get into F1. So, you know, I, I don't think there will be any issues from the FIA side of accepting them into F1. It's just whether or not the other F1 teams allow that to happen. Yeah, it's going to be definitely, I think, pulling teeth. But we know that FIA president, as of January 1st, has given the green light to his team um, the Formula One president, sorry, to start proceeding with with procedures to help bring in other teams mm -hmm. into Formula One to start looking into some of those applications, seeing who's serious. So all signs point to good things for Andretti mm -hmm. at the moment, which is great because I feel like this year their their kind of pursuit of going into F one has really gone nowhere until this point. Yeah, yeah, it's just been a bunch of talk, um, but hopefully that changes now. Yeah, let's hope so. Speaking, like you said, we were talking about Haas. Do you think Haas missed the mark? Now, if, if Andretti comes into Formula One, they will. They have undoubtedly made it very clear that they want to be an American team on the mm -hmm. grid. They will have an American driver, they said, in one of their two seats. Yep. Do you think this has really 
this is gonna like take that F one your American fan base out from under Haas's mm-hmm. feet. Yeah, for sure. I think unfortunately Haas entered F one when F one was still not very popular in America. Mm-hmm. So to brag about being a, the only American F one team didn't really mean much back then when not a ton of Americans were watching. I mean, they lived through the portion of the huge growth in America, but somehow decided to like join Russia and all of that, which was like <laughs> arguably the worst thing you could have done. Um, and, and I'm positive that if Andretti joins F1, all American fans, including myself, are going to jump ship to Andretti. A, because Andretti, like I said, is racing royalty. I mean, the guy's a legend. Yeah, Gene Haas is also sure. in a way. Well, yeah, and in NASCAR, and, yeah, yeah, of course. But you know, in, in American racing, he is a legend. But, yeah, I mean, Andretti is is a legend wherever you go. He won an F one championship. You know, he raced in NASCAR, raced in any car. He's done everything. So to me, it, it's a no brainer that I would jump to to Andretti, especially if I know he said Colton is like his number one right now. Yeah, and he wants an American driver. If he does. If there is an American team with one American driver, I, I would be shocked if Haas... I wouldn't be shocked if Haas loses like 90% of their fans. Yeah. And I think Haas just missed the mark on marketing themselves as an American yeah. team. You never really saw them kind of wear that proudly at all. The only time I ever saw them kind of like promote themselves as like an American team was around the Austin GP. It's the only time I ever see that team kind of be like, we're American. Yeah. And <laughs> oh, like I reminder. Said, like I said, they... <laughs> As F1 was growing exponentially in the States, they painted their car a Russian flag and Had hired... a huge Russian exactly. sponsor. And, yeah. I, and it sucked because they obviously didn't have a lot of money, and that's why they brought on Nikita. But mm-hmm. it was just terrible timing in the sense that they had a huge opportunity to gain American fans. And you know that year, I was like, oh, I'm not a Haas fan anymore. They're a Russian team. You right. know, they're no longer an American team. So right. they, they missed the train. Yeah. Well, something that happened with Haas this week that was also kind of surprising. Honestly, mm-hmm. I didn't see this coming either. We had the Andretti Cadillac surprise. And then shortly after that, we had the announcement of Haas and MoneyGram That's right, yep. coming together. Um, never heard of MoneyGram before in my life. Maybe I'm just old yeah. and maybe all the young kids know exactly what MoneyGram is. But they will be known now as the MoneyGram Haas F1 team. Yeah. So this is great. This looks like a legitimate... What is MoneyGram? I know you like looked yeah, into it. Yeah, I looked it up. They actually have been around for a while, and I had never heard of them either, but they're just like a, a peer-to-peer money-sharing thing, similar to like Venmo or, or PayPal. Cash, PayPal, something mm. like that. That's what it seemed like to me. I didn't do a ton of research on them, but um, they're a multi-billion dollar company, so it seems like there is legit backing to Haas for the first time in, in a little bit. You know, yeah. that isn't... Russian oligarch or or <laughs> English energy drink based nonsense, right? You know, they, finally they have a decent backing. If there was an award for the worst luck of title sponsor sponsors, Haas would win the award. I, to me, it's not really luck. To me, they should be vetting these people and clearly, especially that energy drink dude. I mean, he was a he wacko. was a wack. He's still yeah. a wacko. Yeah, and he's apparently he said he was going to try and sue Haas for. Not, you know, <laughs> even though he didn't pay them. I don't, yeah. Apparently he doesn't have any money either. Yeah. So yeah. it's just, let's let's just hope and pray that this MoneyGram sponsorship for yeah. House works out. I mean, they need some more money. They really do. Of course, yeah. And of course they get a sponsor literally with money in their name. Yeah, um, right. Obviously, if they're getting bigger backing and more money from the sponsor, this will really help them. Haas is known as a team that has adapted to a low budget. Mm-hmm. So they really do buy parts pretty much off of other mm-hmm. Mercedes. Yeah. Um, Ferrari especially. Yeah, like Ferrari Renault, ones. when Renault was Renault. Um, then basically put their car together like a Lego piece yeah. and get the pieces to work together. And that's great for efficiency when it comes to money. Not so great for building a car with high performance. Yeah, a competitive car. It's that, That's never going to be a... a car that's competing for a win no you know and hopefully with MoneyGram they can you know with with MoneyGram coming in and with the cost cap I assume as more teams get in the cost cap will get lower and that'll make things much more interesting in terms of this these quote-unquote smaller teams actually being able to compete for wins yeah yeah we'll see but hopefully it does help them out I mean I think we saw a glimmer at the beginning of the 2022 season with Haas as to what they could be Mm -hmm. and we saw that when they first entered Formula One they did 
amazing, actually, right out of the gate. But ever since then, it just has been not great for them. So hopefully we'll see this bring on an era of consistency for Haas. Mm -hmm. I think that's also been a problem. When, like, your whole front office and your team principals consumed with trying to get more money and, like, dealing with sponsors dropping out and losing, like... Frankly, millions that distracts you from like what you're, you're actually going to race. Be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So hopefully, this just is a little bit of calming of the storm for that team, mm. and maybe some more luck. Maybe MoneyGram will be a lucky charm for them. Yeah, hopefully. Who knows? The 2023 season is quickly approaching. Mm-hmm. I mean, testing yeah, is just in March. Next month. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy to mm. think. I feel like a couple of weeks ago, I was like, oh, F1's so far away. And now I'm like, oh my God, we're actually really close to the mm-hmm. beginnings of the season. And we, with that comes car launches. We've had a lot of teams already announce their car launches pretty early on, actually, in late 2022, which is kind of surprising. Um, but the teams that have announced so far have been Alpine, Aston, Martin, McLaren, Ferrari, and Alpha have all announced that they are launching their cars. Alpha, all in... Alpha Romeo or Alpha Tauri? Sorry. Alpha Tauri. Alpha Tauri. <laughs> That's what I thought, but I wasn't sure. <laughs> I sometimes forget that there are literally two teams with, with starting Alpha. with Alpha. Yeah. <laughs> um, but they've all launched, well, they're going to be launching their cars in February. Mm-hmm. Ironically, Aston Martin and McLaren are McLaren are launching on the same day. Mm. I was like, how does this work? Like, does everyone call their offices and be like, when are you launching? Oh, we're <laughs> launching this day. When are you launching? And then <laughs> out of spite, one of them does it on the same day as the other one. Just right. already playing mind games. Lauren Stroll was like, I hate Zach Brown. Yeah, exactly. We're launching our car the same day at the exact same time. <laughs> <laughs> but it's exci- It's an exciting time. This is like the glitz and glam of the beginning of the season. You know, it's fancy lights, big presentations, big uncoverings of these cars. Um, We've heard some rumors from certain people in the media, but also team principals have come out and made comments about their car for next year. Red Bull's car is rumored to be 3 kg lighter Mm. than last year's championship winning car. That's pretty impressive. 3 kgs on your chassis weight, that that can help out a lot. And when your car is already fast, (laughs) like Mm -hmm. that's going to give you an advantage. Yeah, I mean, I'm not too surprised since... The cars aren't changing that much from last year to this year. You know, they, they don't have a ton of stuff to adapt to in order to try and catch up. So I, I'm not surprised that they're able to shave some weight off the cars. I, I'm interested to see, since um, in the middle of the season, Aston Martin had that like strange wing that everybody was thinking yeah. of trying to copy, and then FIA blocked it um, for this upcoming year. I'll, I'll be interested to see if any of these cars have some some interesting interpretations of the rules, right? That's that's where all that stuff comes from, where, you know, maybe we'll see a, a front wing or a, or a back wing that looks drastically different from the rest and, and see if all the other teams try and copy. Yeah, and it's just interesting to see, too, because this is a time of year where you just hear a lot of stuff. Obviously, you're not seeing anything. And we really won't know until the first race. Mm-hmm. Like, testing is great, you know, but how many times have we seen cars during testing it's been like, oh, that looks really fast. Right. And then we get to the first race and we're like, oh, just kidding. Mm-hmm. Not that fast. Mm-hmm. Um, I.E. Mercedes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but Toto Wolf has made us came out and did say the W14 will be full of surprises. Whatever the heck that means. <laughs> so their car is going to be called the W4? Is that the double W14? W14. Yeah. Okay. That's what it's supposedly going okay. to be called. Gotcha. Uh, but he said it's full of surprises. Well, I'm sure it'll be better than whatever the last one was because that one was not very good yeah. on their standards. Yeah. Let's. I mean, Mercedes definitely needs to come out blazing this time. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, they have a year of this new generation of car under their belt, and we know Mercedes are masters at adapting. We saw them do it through the 2022 season. They just got better and better and better. Um, do we think the Mercedes will be competing with the Red Bull again. I don't think so. I think the cost cap prevents them from catching up. I think that their success in the, you know, 2010s with with a turbo hybrid car, it, you know, they, they spent $40 million more than everybody else, according to some reports. So I, I don't see them catching up. I, I, I hope they prove me wrong because I'd love to see George and Lewis competing, but I still think the Red Bull is going to dominate. Interesting. Um, yeah, I, I don't want to say anything just yet. 
because like I, I think Mercedes can be underestimated sometimes um, just because they've been so dominant um, and then this year they weren't. To me, it's just like this team has proven time and time again that they can win. So I don't I don't want to underestimate them and just say, oh, sure. just because they weren't good last year and they don't have buckets and buckets of money, they still have really, really intelligent engineers yeah. Yeah, and German. an amazing team. <laughs> <laughs> and an amazing team. So I wouldn't underestimate them or count them out just yet. But I do think I do think they need to put in a lot of work in this. Yeah. I'd be interested to see if, if they do get close, is Red Bull gonna cry foul and say, look into their finances just like you know, I could I could totally see Christian Horner, you know, if Mercedes catches them being like they're spending more over the cap, you know. And, Christian Horner's like, I saw crab legs at their lunch yeah, last week. Exactly. <laughs> There's yeah. no way that's within right. the cost. Cap. Right. Yeah, exactly. Toto Wolf eats lobster every day for lunch. There's yeah. no way they're not breaking their yeah. catering budget. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we'll see, of course. Um, another report, too, Ferrari has, has come out and said they are very happy with the progress of their yeah. car. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know how, you know, uh, the, the, I mean, Ferrari the will never ever. Ferrari will be different because they're, they're just a laughing stock. I'm sorry. I mean, it's like, I don't know how to explain it. It's almost like. Uh, you know, don't ever speak against Ferrari ever, no matter what. The car could be on fire behind yeah, you right. and people would be like, your yeah. car's on fire. And they'd be like, no, it's not. It's no, perfectly it's fine. fine. Yeah, it's the best car in the world. Right. But they did say they've been able to kind of solve a lot of those power unit issues that we were seeing last year. Cars lighting on fire. Oh, yeah. Like uh, the, yeah, the gearbox just okay. completely, the yeah. power unit just completely mm-hmm. failing. Um, and they've had to turn the power unit down in order to stop that from happening last year. Um, they have said they've been able to kind of solve that problem now going into 2023. Mm-hmm. And we knew that car was fast. When it was able to perform, when it was yeah. the power on that power unit was turned all the way up, it was quick. I mean, Charles won the first two races. Yeah. So, you know, it was, it's not a bad car. It no. was a, it was an unreliable car and it didn't adapt well, but it wasn't a bad car. No, it wasn't horrible, but again, it's Ferrari. Like yeah. I don't know how much. I'll you believe can. it when I see it. I believe it when you see it. When we see the red car on the podium. Yeah. The or red not suits. on fire. <laughs> or not on fire. Yeah. The red car not turning orange. Yeah. Who do you think? Like testing, I think is always an interesting time because obviously you never really know a hundred percent what the teams are testing on track at the time. Mm -hmm. So you could be looking at their times and be like, oh my God, they're so slow. But you have no idea. They could be testing something that doesn't, they don't Mm -hmm. need to be going very fast. Mm -hmm. What do you, what are your expectations for testing? Who do you think is going to stand out? Because it's coming up soon. And I know we have some like thoughts in the back of our head about it. I mean, to me, I guess in terms of, um, you know, who, who would be better than their, their car last year? I would think the two that I expect to be better are Mercedes and Aston Martin. And I say those two things because most recently they have come out, they, they've been ballsy when it comes to, you know, interpretation of the rules and making things that are very um, unique and uh, like forward thinking. You know, Mercedes came out with DAS um, or DOS system, whatever they called it, um, the dual axis steering in, in 2020 or 2019. I don't remember what year that was. Or 20, 2020, oh, I think. One of those years. Yeah. Um, and then, like I said before, Aston Martin with that interesting interpretation of the, the rear wing. I think when you see teams like that try and try and make ballsy decisions, um, I, you know, I would expect them to kind of come with, to come to testing with some new types of things, especially when you have to be super efficient with your money it's like what what can be a huge change for the least amount of money, and um, yeah, so I'm I'm expecting those two teams to kind of come to testing with something different from what the rest of the teams are driving, and and if it leads to a lot of incre- you know increased lap speed, then everyone will follow suit. Yeah, I think truly, I really do think that we're going to see a refreshed and new Ferrari team. Um, I think just with Mattia Bonata at the helm for the past couple of years there have been very slow and steady results for that team. They have definitely, where they ended up last year is definitely way ahead of where they were two, three, five years ago. But I think they just needed a change of pace. I think people, that team just wasn't working together Mm -hmm. cohesively like they should be. And there were so many rumors flying around about 
Charles' side of the garage, not cooperating with Carlos's side of the garage. Uh, rumors about Charles Char Leclerc not talking to Mattia Bonato for months. Mm -hmm. That was a lot of rumors coming out of the end of the season. And I just think it led, it was just very tense there. And I think with a new team director with Fred Fisera at the helm, it might be just a refreshed, lighter, and more excited team um, than they were last year. And I think that's why we were seeing a lot of those mistakes being made yeah. was that you could just tell they were not clicking together, that entire team. But yeah, I don't think a lot of their issues were car-based. I mean, yeah, they did have car-based issues, like mm -hmm. you said, with the gearbox and the power and unit, yeah. Carlos's car catching on fire. Um, but to me, the majority of their issues were personnel issues. Yeah. You know, Charles cost himself a race in France. The infinite number of times they made terrible um, strategy. strategy calls, you know. And yeah, it, there there was just a lot of bad decisions in the team. And hopefully Vassour can, can change that. And if he can, I, I don't see why they couldn't. I don't think they would have beat Red Bull this year, even with the best strategy out there. The Red Bull just seemed faster, but they would have been a lot closer. Yeah. A lot closer. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I'm interested to see what will happen. Obviously, Charles Leclerc has a very close relationship with Fred Visser. Um, Charles Leclerc did race for Alfa Romeo under Fred's leadership. So there's a relationship you already. You as well, right? I believe, yes, yeah. yes, as well. And like, there's a friendship there and there's a relationship and a working relationship already built between mm -hmm. the two of them. Um, I don't think Carlos Science has worked with him as much. I think he has in the past, but um, not as closely as Charles Leclerc has. Mm -hmm. So it, it'll be interesting to see what this change of pace is like for them. And I'm hoping to see kind of a new, refreshed team ready to go mm -hmm. um, and tackle that championship. Mm -hmm. Do we think we'll see... Any of the cars that ended up at the bottom of the the totem pole at the end of 22 season, do you see any of those teams maybe making a surprise improvement? I mean, I'll, I hope Williams will, just mm -hmm. because I want to see Logan do well. I doubt it. I mean, I know they have backing by Doralton and they have more money, but with a cost cap, it, I can't imagine it's going to make much of a difference. They'll probably, them and Haas will be competing for last, I'm sure. Um, and then, you know, maybe... Alfa Romeo, uh, Alfa Tauri had a pretty rough year this year, and I think they, they could maybe turn it around. Um, especially, I mean, I, I don't understand why they don't just steal parts from the Red Bull garage since they're basically <laughs> the same team. Just build a Red Bull car. Like, Yeah, um, yeah I, I can't imagine that there will be any teams from the bottom that are going to force their way up, especially to the top three. Let's yeah. be real. It's going to be Mercedes, Ferrari, Red Bull in some order mm -hmm. next year. I think we're going to see a better McLaren this year. Um, like, they weren't fantastic. That car was definitely on the slower end um, when it came to, like, comparing everybody mm -hmm. together. But Lando Norris had a fantastic season. Mm -hmm. And really, I hate to say this, but the only one dragging the team down when it came to team standing was yep. Daniel Ricciardo. For sure. And now that he's gone, and granted, we're going to have a rookie in that seat, Pato Award. Nope. Oh, sorry, not Pato Award. <laughs> I mean, he is drive McLaren, but different <laughs> different racing series. Is that like my hopeful wishing? <laughs> I'm sorry, not Pato Award. Oscar Piastri. Oscar Piastri. Thank you. Um, yes, I think it's going to take him a little bit to kind of, of course it will get his yeah. head on his shoulders. But I think we're going to see better results for that team, and I think we're going to see them higher yeah. up. I, I I doubt they'll pass Mercedes, Ferrari, Red Bull. I'd be shocked, but. I, I truly believe. I think they, that Alpine and did they end up finishing fourth? They finished above McLaren. I think they did. Or uh, it was close. Either no, way. They, didn't. they didn't. I they didn't. Okay. Either way, I, I think don't know. What if, should we check? I think <laughs> if Piastri and Lando are on the McLaren team, I don't see any teams touching them for best of the rest. Yeah, that, that's the best. In my opinion, that's the best lineup in F one. Hmm. Maybe maybe Mercedes has a better lineup depending on if Lewis still has it. But, I mean, Lando's last year, I thought he was arguably the best overall driver last year because he, he was the only driver who got that got their car on a podium that wasn't on the big three. Mm. And that, that car did not belong in places that he was finishing. He's, no, it he's didn't. He's so good. Yeah. And he's only, what, 23 years old or however old he is. Lando? Yeah. Uh, I think 24. he's... I think maybe he's, he's less, younger. Yeah, maybe he's only 21. I think I don't know he's what he is. 21, 22 years yeah. old. Yeah. Yeah. So, 
And now Oscar, who's also 20, 21, however old uh-huh. he is, you know, that they have arguably the best lineup and could be the best lineup for the next <clears throat> eight years. Right. Like these kids who are phenomenal drivers. You know, Lando's not even a part of that club that, that Oscar is a part of, the winning F4, F3, F2 in successive years. Right. You know, we, we as good as Lando is, we could see an even better driver in the McLaren after it, Oscar can, you know, kind of get his feet under him. That that team's going to be impossible to beat for the rest of the groups, you know, that aren't in that top three. Right. I think the driver lineup, like you said, is amazing. We do have a new team principal yep. there, and that is a little bit of a, you know. Wild card. Yeah, sure. a wild card. We'll see how he gets along with the drivers. We'll see how he gets along. But even McLaren, I think, is a really interesting team in the way they operate. So, Obviously, um, there's a team principal, which I think a lot of people think is Zach Brown, <laughs> mm-hmm. but like Pretty a lot much. of like people who you know love F1 but aren't like crazy into it. But he's not. But Zach Brown is like super involved when it comes to driver relations, mm-hmm. um, and and so is the team principal. He's the one who's there day in day out. Obviously, Zach isn't, but we'll see how that relationship plays out between them. We'll see how Lando takes to being a leader mm-hmm. um i would argue he was a bit of a leader this yeah. year <laughs> yeah um but he's really going to be a leader now he's, there's mm-hmm. a rookie underneath him he's got to lead that team and and show them that he deserves like that yeah. number and a one rookie spot. team principal too yeah no, i've never heard Frankly. of this guy yeah. yeah so um we'll see how it all goes but i think if all those things align and they're able to get it together we mm-hmm. could see a really strong mclaren yeah for williams i know you brought them up as well they still have not announced who is going to be their team principal, I believe, which I think mm. is kind of crazy. Um, you would hope they would find somebody by now because the season's fast approaching yeah. and having a team principal on sooner than later is definitely helpful. Yeah, I would think so. And I think that team was heading in the right direction at the end of last year. So hopefully they can get somebody in that spot to help bring that mm-hmm. team together and just kind of complete um, that lineup. For yeah. Them. yeah, Alex is a great driver. I, I'm, I am nervous for Logan. I am a big Logan fan, but... I don't think he had the consistency last year in F2 to, hmm. to um, you know, really kind of knock the doors off on F1. Yeah. It was almost like Williams just kind of thought they had to right. go with Williams. He was their best uh, Williams Academy driver. Well, I'm I think they saw, can... sorry, I think they saw a chance to scoop up a talent quickly. Well, he was already on their driver Academy. You know, I, 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 honestly think another year in F2 would have been really good for him, but um, hey, I'm, I'm just excited to see an American in F1. I think most American fans are, um, and we'll just have to see how quickly he can adapt to this car and, and be a teammate with Alex, who, like I said, everybody knows he's a really good driver. Yeah, Alex is great. Unfortunately, he's just never been in a crazy fast car besides that short stint at Red Bull. Yeah, and, and of course, being the second car in Red Bull, I don't judge any driver. Look at Pierre, look at Alex. Like, they're both fantastic drivers outside of the second Red Bull car. Yeah. Like, to me, that shows more of a Helmet Marco issue than a, than a talent between Alex and... And uh, Pierre, I, and maybe it also shows just how freaking good Max is at driving. But mm-hmm. um, sorry for all of you, if you're not watching on YouTube, my our dog is here with us. And as Matt was talking so adorably, she came and sat next to me. So <laughs> pause the podcast right now. Go to our YouTube and look at our adorable dog. <laughs> Anyways, well, yeah, I mean, I think it's a good point you made about Alex and. You know, so we'll see how those teams. I think it's all that's always the exciting thing about testing is there are teams where you you're expecting certain things from, mm-hmm. and then there are teams that come to the table and bring things that you were not expecting, and that's yeah. the excitement about testing. But like you said, testing's one thing, but you know what happens in the race is is another. So we could yeah. see somebody bring something fantastic to testing, and then in Bahrain or whatever the first race is this year. Yeah. So it'll be exciting to see. Testing is coming up soon. We'll definitely be talking about it on here as that more plays out. But yeah, it's just exciting. Last 
thing I want to talk about that is directly around Formula One racing related. So a couple of weeks ago, it was announced that the Chinese Grand Prix would be canceled and taken off the 2023 calendar, and they said they would be replacing it with another race. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, China has very strict COVID-19 laws. Um, basically, up until a couple weeks ago, like nobody was allowed in the country. And if you were, you had to do an intense quarantine, and it... It was just, it's frankly crazy. Yeah, well, they're not doing great now. I mean, their COVID numbers are through the roof. So for me, it seems strange that they're trying to fight to get this race back when COVID's actually at its worst so, now. Right. So basically, for all of you who maybe don't know or don't keep up with China, <laughs> um, they basically had very strict COVID-19 laws when it came to entering a country. That is when F1 and China made the decision that, you know what, this isn't realistic. Mm -hmm. We can't do this. Well, a couple weeks ago, China lifted a majority of those restrictions, allowing it and making it easier for people to travel to China and come to China, which then was like, oh, okay, this could happen. This race could happen. But F1 in the meantime was like, wait, hold up. You said we weren't going to do this race. So we're already talking to Portugal <laughs> and Portugal's like down for holding a race. Mm -hmm. And now China's like, but wait, but wait, like, no, come back. Mm -hmm. What? This is awkward. Didn't I predict Portugal too? We talked about the Maybe fact that China was canceled and I predicted Portugal. I don't think it was that crazy of a prediction. I think everybody wanted Portugal. But yeah. I, in my opinion, it's, this is an easy call. Portugal. Yeah. Sorry, China. It's, that's it. I agree. I mean, poor Guan Yuzhou. I, I feel bad for him as the well. The man just wants a home race. Just yeah. give him a freaking home yeah. race. Um, but in hindsight, like the way China's been handling COVID-19, yeah. I could see them completely closing down again and then F1 would be stuck in the same situation. Yeah. So it's just a little awkward because it's like, we gave it to you, then we took it back. We gave it to them, but now yeah. you want it back. Yeah. To so, me, this is a no-brainer. This should go to Portugal and then hopefully next year numbers are better in China. They're not as, you know, authoritarian. And yeah. That probably won't happen. But, you know, basically they'll just be willing to let people actually come watch the race yeah. Knowing that, yes, COVID might be present. Mm -hmm. You just have to deal with it. That's what the rest of these places are doing. Right. You know, it's, it is what it is. We're living with it. So, you know, they've already decided to cancel China. Give it to Portugal and tell China that we'll, we'll race there again next year. Right. 2024. Yeah. yeah. I agree. I think, and I think everyone would be excited for Portugal. Like, yeah. I, I think it's an I exciting track. Yeah. I think it's an exciting place to race. Very and cool I, track, yeah. yeah. So I think hopefully we'll see and F1 will announce like the official word on mm -hmm. that. But it's just kind of like an awkward situation. Yeah, well, we know F1 likes to choose money over, uh, you know, morality. So hmm. God only knows what this is going to result in. That's very true. Yeah. I don't know. They made a good decision via Russia, so... It took yeah. Russia going to war with yeah, like Yeah, but then multiple. they let the drivers drive in Saudi Arabia with bombs going <laughs> off five miles away. So yeah, yeah. it's uh, you know you can never really uh, predict the FIA no. and F1's movements, but we'll see. Hopefully, they'll make the right decision and we'll go to Portugal. Um, there's one last thing I want to talk to uh, talk about F1 news related. Um, F1 about, I want to say three weeks ago, announced that they would not be allowing drivers to make any political or religious yeah. statements without the F1's consent um, and agreement. Uh, they apparently have said this has always been a rule. It's just never really been enforced. Now, I did know, you know, when Lewis Hamilton would wear a different shirt, he was getting fined. And he just accepted the fine. Yeah. Every time. And mm -hmm. honestly, I think that's what's going to happen in this situation. These drivers are going to be like, you know, if I want to say something politically on the FIA or on the F1 stage, I'm just going to pay your twenty ten thousand $10,000 fine. Yeah, but not all of them make Lewis Hamilton money. It's probably really easy for Lewis to just hand over a $20,000 fine. But, that's true. You know, maybe a guy like, I don't know who's getting paid the least, like Joe Guan Yu, you know, maybe him doing a getting fined 20 grand a race like that's just not really feasible right so yeah i don't know all i can say is god bless the usa <laughs> this would never happen here <laughs> i don't know i just think it's i don't really understand why the fia is all of a sudden deciding like oh we should really enforce this rule that apparently they've had yeah it's um, because they don't want to offend the morally questionable people who you know back f1 
Right. Yeah. Uh, AKA the Saudi Arabian yeah, partners. Exactly. And it's not just F1 that is, it, you know, there are teams also very entrenched with the Saudi Arabian money. McLaren is basically owned by the Saudi prince yeah. <laughs> at this point. Like, so it's just interesting to see that come out and that statement come out. And I was like, did they just like wait for Sebastian Vettel to leave to do this? <laughs> like, were they like, he's going to make a big deal out of this. So let's just wait till he's gone and then we'll do it. <laughs> yeah, right. Although Lewis will probably make a big deal out of it too. So yeah. who knows? I don't know. It just seemed weird. Kind of disappointing. Not kind of. It's disappointing. very disappointing. <laughs> a disappointing move by Formula One and the FIA. But yeah. And look, this is, this is something that bothers me. It's going on with FIFA too. It's like, it, this is a Western organization. Mm-hmm. Right, with Western values. Mm-hmm. No offense to I, I don't care about anyone's religion, but there are certain things that go on in the Eastern part of the world that is just not acceptable to Western values. Right, treating women differently that's not acceptable to us. Well, just and, straight up. And I'm sorry yeah. if you are in the East and you want to join this Western valued organization. Accept the fact that we have Western values. And we aren't going to compromise on them. Right. You can't treat women differently, among other things that, you know, are are problematic in our view. I just, it's just stuff that drives me crazy that, you know, we shouldn't be bowing down to to people who, you know, are just funding this stuff. Right. And doing things it, we, yeah, yeah that exactly. are frankly, it has nothing to do with like religion or exactly. values, to be honest with you. A lot of the things that some of these backers participate in are more just human rights situations yes. Yes. that are, should be. That we've all agreed are things that should be, you know, right. mandatory in a modern world. And Absolutely. they're not over there. And like, I'm sorry, this, that's not something that should be compromised, but Again, we know the F1 and FIA, like, you know, they speak in, in dollar signs, not just them, right? I don't mm-hmm. want to throw them under the bus. Every organization, you know, speaks in dollar signs. But at the end of the day, it's just frustrating as, like, you know, people of the Western world seeing this kind of stuff where I can't wear a shirt that says, you know, support women's rights or LGBT rights mm-hmm. in Saudi Arabia because we don't want to offend them. Yeah. Come on. And then, like, ironically, F1's motto, we races one. It's a joke. They yeah. <laughs> um, we race as one as long as we you tell us about that one yeah. and we approve it. Or then we race as we one. We race as the one who gives us the most money. <laughs> one as in the winner. Numero uno. Yeah. Oh, my God. But, yeah, just disappointing. Anyway, tangent. <laughs> yeah, tangent. Sorry, everyone, but I had to. Let's go into some lighter stuff just to wrap up the situation. <laughs> I, like I said at the beginning of this, I love this time of year because you see F1 drivers living their best lives. You know, they're finally off the clock. They have a break. Of course, they're still working hard and working out, which we all love to see. Um, but, you know, we get to see them kind of just doing things that they want to do <laughs> that aren't Formula One related. Speaking of... Um, Valtteri Botas is slowly becoming one of my favorite humans on the face of the planet. If you don't follow him on Instagram, you need to. He is living his best mullet hair, mm-hmm. beer drinking life right now. Mm-hmm. Him and his girlfriend have been traveling, frankly, all over the world. Yep. Um, did you see, I think I showed you, the video yep. of him walking through what seemed to be a beach restaurant? Right, in a Speedo. In a Speedo. Yep. And just strutting his stuff. Yep. What a man. What That's, a man. That is just, there's too much man there. I mean, also his love for biking, frankly, I think it's because of his girlfriend. So if you don't know, Valtteri mm-hmm. Bostas is dating Tiffany, who is an Olympic ro- uh, biker. I, I guess I that's what so. they're trying to like, I don't know. She yeah, bikes yeah. <laughs> um, right. uh, very fast and competitively. She's very good. <laughs> yeah, she's very good. And it seems like Valtteri has become, fallen in love not with just with her, mm. but with biking as well. They've been in New Zealand. Mm. They seem to be biking every single day, doing these amazing hikes and trails. I think, you know, Valtteri Botas last year. Valtteri butt ass. Yeah. With, with his picture of his bare little butt in the river. He's just becoming one with nature. He's becoming yeah. one with his soul. One with the road. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just love seeing. We all love it. We all, we love, all it. love it. I mean, it's it's fantastic. Somebody else who's been living it up, surprising, well, not surprisingly, I guess, Daniel Ricardo. Yeah. 
He's been having, it seems to be back in Australia, having a great time. Um, it was reported this week that the compensation that he received from McLaren was a total of $18 million. Cool. I'd so, be partying too. Yeah, I'd be pretty freaking happy too. I'm like living yeah. my best life on $18 million. Heck yeah. So he's been having a great time in Australia. You know, speaking of him, I've seen a lot of people that... A lot of people out there think that Checo's going to lose his seat halfway through the season and that Danny Rick is going to replace yeah, him. Yeah, that's like a rumor. That's insane to me. No offense to Danny Rick, but like their years last year are just not comparable. Yeah. Checo, of course, Checo wasn't as good as Max, who is. Mm -hmm. Checo had a good year, much better than Danny Rick. Yeah. So who, like, I think this is just wishful thinking for big, you know, people who are huge Danny Rick fans. I would be shocked if Checo loses his seat. He'd have to be driving terribly for that uh, to happen. Yeah. I think the same thing, but but we've seen Red Bull's track record with that second seat. Yeah. Everything for Sergio was going hunky-dory until mid-season, and I think that's when he saw he saw the real Red Bull and was like, "Oh, at the end of the day, I'm just a pawn in Max's game for you guys." Mm -hmm. So, I could believe the side of that rumor that Sergio Perez could leave that seat early. It would be, it, it's very, for me, that... Yeah, because there's nowhere he would go. He'd be out of F1 if right. he left that seat. But I don't see Daniel Ricciardo taking his place. I was going to say, there's like, <laughs> like, Ayumu Uwasa, I think, is a phenomenal driver, and he's a Red Bull junior. Mm -hmm. um, Liam Lawson had a really good year last year. He's a Red Bull driver. Right. Um, I'm drawing a blank on, on some other ones, but they're, they, they have one of the most, like, established junior teams. So why would they go with 30-something-year-old Danny Rick when... There's there's F two drivers that are you know yeah but they're not usually known for just throwing an F two driver in that Red Bull seat they usually like to put yeah, them in Alpha Tower see how they swim in the water that is and a then good point. but yeah and it's an interesting rumor yeah I guess you're right probably if anything they would they would boot Yuki or or yeah. DeVries, whoever's having a worse year and put the junior driver yeah. in that seat before they would go straight to it. that's it, a good point it is a bit of a crazy rumor is it impossible. I, I mean, no, it's, nothing's impossible, yeah. but I am highly doubtful. I am too, but yeah. you never, again, yeah. you never know. We're talking about Christian Horner and Helmet Margo yeah. here. So these, these Darth two. Darth Helmet. Yeah, Darth Helmet. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, we talked about Botas and Tiffany. Another couple that I'm Rick. currently obsessed with right now, Alex and Lily. Um, if you don't, you should follow them on Instagram as well. They've been in Thailand. If you don't know, Alex Albon's girlfriend is a professional female golfer and i love that oh, that's right you did tell me that. that's pretty cool actually yeah just fyi this is more a segment for me matt is not into the uh <laughs> personal lives yeah the person no he really doesn't all. but we're gonna talk about him force you to um but they've been in thailand having the best time i know she mentioned i saw an interview with her she talked about how she met alex mm -hmm. and she actually everybody all, everyone listen to this. She learned about Formula One because she was watching Drive to Survive. Ugh. Drive to Survive. And she said she saw Alex Albon on there and was like, oh, cool, another like Asian professional athlete. Mm -hmm. um, and she thought just that was amazing because obviously like that demographic isn't hugely represented in, in certain sports. Mm -hmm. So she said she reached out to him through Instagram DMs and just said like, you know. Slid into the DMs. Yeah, she slid into the DMs and look at, look at them now. Listeners, this is... Mrs. F1's way of basically wishful thinking. Charles Leclerc, she can just slide no into his DMs and and leave me for him. Charles but, Leclerc is single right now, but I. That, this that's is very wishful doubtful. thinking. That she heard that story and she was like, "So you're telling me there's a chance? <laughs> so you're telling me there's a chance?" <laughs> yep. Um, but they've just been having an awesome time. But I love. I think Alex too over the past year or two has become more and more just himself mm -hmm. um especially in the paddock we saw him this year dyeing his hair crazy colors and yeah. just being kind of a bit of a goofball which i don't think we've really seen from him is his mom out of jail she was in jail for a little bit right yeah his mom was in jail yeah. for a tad like but that was that was years ago yeah. yeah something like that okay yeah, we're yeah. gonna <laughs> let's forget about I hope that she, is. she seemed like a really nice lady they interviewed her on on uh, drive to survive. I think. Yeah, it she seems like one nice of those situations. Really bad. Yeah, it was, yeah. It, was it seemed sad. like one of those situations where, like, it was like I have to do this to feed my yeah, children. Yeah, exactly. Um. Yep. Anyways, okay, we're gonna forget about that. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Low key, Alex Albon's mom was in jail. Uh, but it wasn't for like murder or anything. No, no. <laughs> Nothing crazy serious. No. Nothing any high end A list celebrity hasn't done. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> for right. Sure. And gotten away with. Yeah. But anyways, I love them. 
I love that they are both like professional athletes together. I mm-hmm. think that's cool. And they've been traveling all over Thailand and they just look in love and adorable. Yeah. I love yeah. that. Last but not least, obviously New Year's Eve. We saw a lot of content coming out of everyone's Instagram pages. Mm-hmm. George Russell and Fernando Alonso were partying together. That that seems like some diabolical stuff. Yeah, Fernando. Like, I literally was telling you, I was like, Fernando is trying to get close to George, yeah. so then he can sabotage Lewis. Sabotage Lewis yep, for sure. Through George, he's trying yep. to like indoctrinate George. Yeah. Like Lewis is evil. He's evil. Yeah. Like he probably drugged George and was telling him all kinds of crazy yeah, he'd, like hypnotizing. Yeah, he was hypnotizing. like crash into Lewis. <laughs> Lewis is the enemy. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I saw yeah. that on Instagram. I don't know if they just happened to be partying at the same club. I don't know if they planned it. No, Fernando planned it. Come on, baby. <laughs> but it's just that I think it's just an unlikely pairing. I don't think I ever yeah, saw them like, like chatting it up on the 42 year old. Right. Like, but Fernando Alonso, I mean, obviously racing icon, but like, I, I just don't see those two vibing together. Yeah. Um, like Alex Albon and George Russell are like best friends. Yeah. Yeah. And Lando, like those, all those guys who like yeah. Charles, Lando, like and, all those, you know. Yeah. And I Fernando's don't see Fernando the opposite. Joining that. Yeah, exactly. He's a dinosaur, remember? <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's yeah. a fast dinosaur, but yeah. also kind of a jerk. <laughs> yeah. So it's yeah. a little weird, but they were partying together. TikTok and Instagram were going insane over it. Oh, I'm sure. I was too. Uh, to be honest with you, I had to do a double take of the image. <laughs> I was like, is that Fernando? It, It is. It is Fernando. And I was like, either George is super drunk and ran into him or this was planned. It was. Either way, it's, it's not good for Lewis. No. Not good. No, definitely not good for Lewis. No. Speaking of Lewis, last little tidbit of our, what I'm going to call the gossip paddock. <laughs> Lewis's birthday is today. Oh, happy birthday, Lewis. Happy freaking birthday, Lewis Hamilton. We almost have the same birthday. I didn't realize To the that. goat. Oh, yeah. Look at that. It's pretty cool. Oh, yes. And uh, he's partying it up in Antarctica with Sean mm-hmm. White and Mystery mm-hmm. Woman. And Mystery Woman? Mystery Woman. Uh-oh. So, interesting. Uh, Lewis Hamilton has had girlfriends in the past, but he doesn't really hasn't had like a public girlfriend in a long time. Did he try date Rihanna or something? No, like Nicole Scherzinger. I don't know who that is. Okay. She's a singer. This is just gives you a clue as to in tune Matt is with pop culture. Yep. Um, so it's his birthday today. So congrats. Happy birthday to the goat. Hope you're enjoying icy cold Antarctica with awesome, cool redhead Sean White. Yep. Yeah. The flying tomato. Yep. Yep. And also happy birthday to you, Matt. Matt turned 30 on Thursday. You yep. guys, we are both 30. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Terrible. Yeah, horrible. But I mean, if Lewis Hamilton looks as good as he is at like thirty nine, <laughs> we we're not going to be on par with Lewis. <laughs> I wish, but we're not. We can only strive to be. That's right. Maybe we need to go to Motivation. Antarctica with Sean Wayne. Maybe that's a key. <laughs> that's a key to youth. <laughs> Anyways. Thanks, guys, for joining yeah. us again for another episode. We appreciate all of you, and sorry for the short hiatus, but guys, our life got crazy real quick. But we're back now. And it, it ended up timing out really well that, you know, it's the off-season. Right. Not a ton going on. So. The holidays, you know, everybody needed a break. No one needs to hear yeah. from us during Christmas. But next week, uh, tune into the Formula E race in Mexico City if yes. you get a chance on if, CBS. If you're really, really missing craving some mm-hmm. some real driving formula e starts and it's actually really cool to watch you guys I are highly it's, it's encouraged great, it's yeah it's really fun yep. um so that's on if you're looking for something and like we said the f1 testing is not too far away yeah, yeah, just a month away as always make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss a single episode and leave us a five-star review if you'd be so kind you can listen to us on any podcast platform you get your podcasts you can also follow us on the socials at mr and mrs f1 pod we are on youtube as well where you can watch us talk Mm -hmm. if you're not a fan of listening to us talk you can watch us talk (laughs) um on youtube at mr and mrs f1 pod but until next week you guys we will see you then bye-bye see you